That was the... That was, I don't know what that, that is. Was Welcome the... to RCR's <laughs> New Year's stream with Lance and Kirk. Kirk. Hello. Lance. Hello. We're going to be checking audio levels, and because Nick isn't here, there's no one over there working the board, and Ethan is at working, and we'll go see him at the restaurant in a little bit. This is a difficult spot to stream because Flappy New Year is going on right now and uh, we uh, are broadcasting at the same time as that. So let me get on regular and Roman right here and we're going to be checking audio levels. Lance is great. Cool. I think I'm a little bit soft. Uh, Do a little low on Brian, yeah, because I'm the only one with the S, SM50, SM57, so my mic is that one. Oh, indeed, my uh, my slider is low. Okay, when I up it a little bit, the comp comes on. Lance, say something. Hello, hello. Okay, good. Kurt, say something. Yes, hello. Good Great. morning. Looks good on the board. So, I was just looking on... Uh, I was just looking on Facebook Marketplace for uh, like used gamer PCs okay. that's going to replace the MacBook over there as the streaming platform. What do you think is a good price range to just buy a computer that a whole bunch of USB stuff is going to be plugged into? It's going to need to edit a little bit because mm -hmm. uh, Ethan is going to use that to edit video. So okay. what do you think is a, is a fair price? for? Ju I just need the tower. I don't need keyboard. I don't need anything else. I guess like a custom build or like a right out of the box like... Honestly, I'd like something custom that okay. someone made. Because, but that, but that is a weird thing because if someone gets a shitty build mm -hmm. like with worse parts than like a freaking Dell or whatever. Right. Then you don't want that. So what do you think? So interestingly enough, I don't, I don't actually, I don't know anything about computers. I am the most consumer as it gets when it comes to to, to desktops, uh -huh. and I don't. Um, I have no idea. I have no idea what it costs um, to build a, to build a computer, or what you would expect as like a um, as yeah. a price to build one. Okay, I don't know. Um, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I love this camera. Oh shoot, that's the something we well. Maybe we'll do a little bit of it later. So for an upcoming RCR review, uh, I am going to need to act out a skit because what we're going to try to do is do discoverable content. Okay. The idea is this is going to be a video for people who need to get interested in regular car reviews because I think we've saturated RCR because everybody in the car world knows who we are now. Um, so we're kind of hitting a limit. Mm -hmm. But we need people who like... We need essentially. This is gonna to be tough too. Everybody wants Doug's audience, but Doug's audience is everybody. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't know if I could just do a this car review. And there's other people who like. There's like Doug clones. If it was a video game, there's Doom clones, and then there's Doug Doug clones. Doug clones, yeah. So, what I want to do is have an opening skit uh, about a fake character named Lefty Rinkowski. Okay. And it involves the new giveaway car that's sitting out there, which is a very lefty Rinkowski. Yes. Yes, it is. I work at the dumpster factory. 
this is where I'm living. It's a pretty good setup. I don't know if I should just be doing this voice, but I can't do a coal region accent. That's the thing. Uh, I can do a dumb guy accent. What is the coal region accent? What does that even sound like? Oh, yeah. You're going up to the bottom, ain't Yeah, yeah. No, 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 In the middle of it goes down there. Mm-hmm. You like that cream soda, don't you? But I, I, apart from doing this, it, it's so regional. I don't know if you can really do it. Mm-hmm. I guess I can kind of do it. We start drinking those Yinglings a little bit. A little bit will come out. <laughs> a couple of those in and it You like change. them Yinglings, don't you? <laughs> a lot of flat A. You like that Yingling, don't you? There's a little bit of Midwest in there. Yeah, I can tell. It's like gives me like um, like Altoona kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My buddy Tom can do it really well because mm-hmm. his dad's from New Philadelphia. And <laughs> north of the mountain, really flat. Yeah. Um. Why is the stream in no rewinds mode? I don't know what that means. I don't know. Um, I just like what? they like they can't go off live and go back to like. Yeah, I don't know why it's like that, and I don't know how to change it. Maybe is it like I that? think the stream oh, sh- has to end for you to be able to do that, right? Yeah, I've never yeah. had to rewind anything. It's while yeah. It's, live. I can't. I can't turn off live if yeah. I wanted to not watch it live. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I, don't know. I think it's you. I don't know. if... Because every time I've watched like a live stream, it's not let me go back until like I the live stream is uploaded and then you can go back. The, yeah. The only one I know of that's like a FD, like Formula Drifts live stream mm-hmm. is is set like that that you can mm-hmm. watch. You can jump in wherever. Interesting. Uh, this is like the weird part of New Year's. It's the middle of the day mm-hmm. on New Year's Day. So everyone's just like waiting for waiting like, for something mm-hmm. to happen. The sun to go down and yeah. And then we're yeah. I know. Did it say it was did it say it was gonna rain? It was like sprinkle it's supposed to be raining currently. It was kinda of sprinkling when we got to the house. Mm. It's uh the most the majority of the rain though, I believe, is gonna be tonight. Like after yeah. Oh no, actually no, it starts right now and it runs until midnight. It's okay. supposed to rain for pretty much the rest of the evening. Interesting. Wash all that salt away. Thank That'd God. be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't we, know when like that, the next snow is supposed to like, get. We had uh, all of that. Because uh, I, I told him, I said, especially like in the Philadelphia area, we just don't see snow until like generally after Christmas. Yeah. You know what I mean, like I, it's been years since, since I've seen like a white Christmas. Huh. You know what I mean? Like even last year, it was like 50 degrees up until like second week of january that it finally got cold yeah god i'll never forget last new year's now last new year's for me was fantastic because i did a little mini documentary like a behind the scenes uh video on flappy new year so i drove the toyota sarah to cincinnati and that was freaking great mm-hmm. uncomfortable but it was one of those road trips where I just make it there with coffee and ibuprofen mm-hmm. it was just like the seat is going to be uncomfortable and it's nine hours to, yeah. uh, to Cincinnati and I'm going to do it in one shot. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to stop to pee and refuel. Just I bought I, I went to that grocery store yeah. that we went to and I just loaded up on meat and cheese and like like very low carbs. I think it was like what was I eating the entire time? It was like you go to like these local grocery stores and they got the uh, by the deli counter they just have chunks of meat. Yeah. Like the big chunks of Lebanon bologna uh-huh. and like assorted cheese squares. <clears throat> and I'm eating that. Oh, and like peanuts or mixed nuts or something like that. Right. So I'm just eating that for nine hours. Coffee. 
and it has to be in a thermos because a Sarah doesn't have cup holders. Mm-hmm. So I had this cardboard box in the passenger seat. Yeah. And it was kind of awesome because I could, you know, right hand drive car. My left hand is just, I'm just in fifth gear mm-hmm. on, on the turnpike. Actually, to get, yeah, to get to Cincinnati, you're on the turnpike, but you're not going to Pittsburgh. You like bounce below Pittsburgh or something like that. You go out past Youngstown or something like that. Or then you got to go diagonally across Ohio. Anyway, left hand is just going into cardboard box, food in mouth, right. coffee. Right hand mm-hmm. is right hand is doing the steering. The car does not have cruise control, mm-hmm. so, so your right ankle just kind of falls asleep, uh, locked at whatever yeah, speed you're at. Hurts. I think at some point I just took my shoes off, yeah, and was just doing the big toe on the accelerator <laughs> yeah. pedal, listening to '90s music, listening to. Music, what what really kept me going was menu music from Gran Turismo 1. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, I never played the original Gran Turismo games. I, I actually don't know if I've ever played any of them. Mm. Um, but I'm aware that the, I'm aware that they're, the like lobby music is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Gran Turismo 2 or 3 had like relaxing lobby music. Four Wait. had kind of like jazz, yeah, stuff, which I liked. I really liked Gran Turismo Wars. Oh yeah, um, you know Gran what? Turismo One was just tech. It was like techno. Who's the band? Not the Dust Brothers. Um, the Propeller Heads, I think. That sounds like a... what was Dex Drums and Rock and Roll? I think that was the Propeller Heads. Mm. So that was the album where one of the songs. Uh, was used for the lobby shootout in the first Matrix movie. And I think that okay. was that was the propeller head. Mm-hmm. I think that was a track from Dex Drums Rock and Roll. You know what video game had a really good soundtrack? Mm. And and I know if I, I'm going to mention this, and there's people going to comment like, "Oh my god, I remember that game! Like I played it, and nobody else talks about it." Uh, Auto Modelista. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Uh, guess guess who made it? Capcom. Okay. And it's kind of. It is very interesting because it's an anime style. Well, it's not. There's nothing has nothing to do with anime, but like the design language looks kind of like an anime, mm-hmm. but it's a racing game, and it's got a lot of like actually J- Japanese domestic market cars mm-hmm. and Japanese domestic market like aftermarket tuning companies and references. Like it's cool because it's it's a game that came out in the early 2000s from Capcom. Yeah, they went under the radar. But you literally get to drive around like '90s and 2000s Japanese cars, like on like the Osaka Loop. Nice. And I remember the whole reason why I I, I got it when I was I was a kid because remember like video video like rental stores they'd also rent video games. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, oh, so yeah. My mom would take me and my brother, and we would go and we'd pick out a game to rent for a little bit. And um, I picked out like some rally game that I'm like I don't like it, but my brother liked it. And the game my mm-hmm. brother picked out was Auto Modelista. He didn't like it. I loved it. So, and I, we liked it so much that uh, it's like if you don't return it, like you just just pay for the game. That's just what we did. I'm like, yeah. I'm like I don't want to return this. So we just we just called like, hey, we want to keep the game. So we, next time we went, we're like, mm-hmm. here's yeah. Honestly, I kind of want one of those Yinglings right now. Yeah. I, if you want to go grab one, I'll take. I would take one. Grab right. three. Grab three. <laughs> yeah. Grab three. Okay. Grab three. You guys got the chat going. Yeah. Yeah. There is. There is a super chat. Um, oh, there is a super chat. Yes. Yeah. What is it? Sister Carrie vid said, "Hey Brian, are we getting another Sister Carrie vid?" Yes, you will. Um, what's going on right now is, and um, I've been reading this novel, which is upstairs in my room. 
uh, reread. It's it's one of the novels I did the uh, or it's the primary focus of my master's thesis. So I've been reading one chapter, maybe two a night on stream, but I haven't done it for a week because I've been kicking out YouTube shorts, rehashing old R RCR videos. Mm -hmm. I've noticed. I've and that's that. sort of been my evening, just like make a few of those, get them ready. So every single day a new short comes out. And that's been, that's been my days for the past, I guess, week now, week and a half. So I get tired at the end of the night and I don't really feel like turning my personality on to read. Now, of course, I can just do it. Um, but don't worry, I will. I will do more Sister Carries. Um, uh, I left off at a pretty good chapter, and it's going to be exciting. The thing about the Sister Carry vids is like maybe 12 people watch it because it's very off-brand for RCR. Mm -hmm. It's like this isn't about cars, and it's not a very interactive thing. I don't interact with the chat. I mean, I am talking to people, but it's more of an English lesson. Mm -hmm. So it's me you know, being a teacher again. So I think I would enjoy I should tune in for those. I feel like I would enjoy that. I, I was like doing it almost as bedtime stories, like at 11 p.m. Well, I think it's good because there's some people who want to tune in for cars, but I feel like there's definitely people who want to tune in for your personality as well. Mm. So it's like, you know, it's like, it doesn't have to just be cars. I'm like, hey, yeah, I do cars, but it's like if you appreciate my personality and my, yeah. you know what I mean? Like whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a side project and see if where that goes. Yeah, totally. I mean? So... It is definitely almost a lecture. So uh, Gavin Matt says, hello, Lance. Someone mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I have. Um, who is that? A, a handful of my Arizona Gavin, Matt. Um, BMW friends have joined uh, mm. Danny's Garage. He's my BMW mechanic friend from Arizona. Oh, nice. Um, Adam, Adam Scarletto, you can just ignore everything he says. Because <laughs> you, you, all your I'm absolutely about to swallow a nut, says Adam Scarletto. <laughs> that... Is yeah, that's Adam in a nutshell. I Rocky Larude says, "Freaking YouTube is giving me issues with the super chats." Oh, well. On that note, now that your friends are here, I'm gonna go grab three burrs. <laughs> Great. Oh, let's see. Is that a? Ah, oh, shit. I think it's Gavin. Who yeah, Gavin. Who else would who else would be in there as the name Gavin? Because I thought it was my friend. Um, what the fuck is his name? Gavin Scott, who literally just talked to me recently. Hmm. But then I realized that like I sent a Snapchat out. Like I, I put like the chat. I put the podcast link like on on my Instagram story, and I sent a um, uh, Snapchat and put it on my Instagram story, and I sent it to a few group chats. It is indeed Gavin. <laughs> there we go. Danny's like, does your does your car have a working cluster? Yeah. So, to, <laughs> so uh, yes, Danny. To answer your question, I decided to to be patient and give my new gauge cluster another opportunity to behave before I ripped it out and turned it into cannon fodder. Um, and it has, it did behave the entire drive over here up the Northeast extension. So nice. Well, um, yeah. So I've, I've been having a problem with my car since we left Texas that if I'd hit a good enough sized bump when the temperature was just right, mm -hmm. um, that it would, uh, the, the whole cluster would just die. Like all the needles would go, all the warning lights still worked, but none mm -hmm. of the gauges would do anything. 
Um, so I had so Dane, another one of my Arizona BMW friends. Yeah. The one whose father is addicted to Subaru Bajas. And oh, okay. That yeah. Um, he found a cluster for my car because between like eighty nine and ninety, they used a certain cluster that they changed for ninety one to ninety six. Okay. So he found the rare early cluster for me and shipped me one, and I put it in my car. And immediately after doing so, um, it stopped working last night on the way. I just broke that off of the can no, on whatever. accident. Um, yeah. So it stopped working again last night, but I decided I'd give it a chance to behave because the car it came out of. Uh, hasn't moved or run in 10 years so oh. it had just been sitting for a while and i know like old electronics so it's a fully mechanic it's fully electronic cluster it's not like it doesn't have an old school no. like, like yeah, uh, speedo cable no nope. no nope. yeah there's no cable for anything yeah the only um the only yeah it's yeah that's it so it's all yeah it's all electronic yeah so and, and duke when duke was here uh, yeah. last time duke um, recapped my old cluster for me because that's a common issue is the capacitors go bad and start to leak. Mm. So Duke recapped mine at Jim's house um, and uh, it didn't fix it. So. Oh, it's been a while since I did doing Yingling Premium. Yeah. I don't, I've never had a Yingling Premium. I like how, and I was right, I mentioned Automodelista in the, co- in the comments. Like, Yo! One dude's like, I have that in my PS2 right now! Mm. I'm like, yep. Oh, Yingling Premium. It's I like it. I think like I like the Miller it. High Life of Yingling. I like it more than I think it, it. It's it. It feels heavier than of all the cheap beers. Like mm-hmm. for those people outside of Pennsylvania, Yingling Premium is not Yingling Lager that you're used to. It's a lighter beer, but not as heavy as Yingling Flight, which is their new. It's kind of a light beer. It's like half light beer. Mm-hmm. I think they do a, a light lager. Honestly, Yingling Flight is kind of like a Bud Light. Yingling Premium kind of tastes a little bit like a Heineken. I mean, it has that buttery Yingling nom, 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 nom finish. You know what's good? <laughs> you know those like butter pretzels? Yeah, oh, yeah. I can Every see time I have those, I'm like, I need a fucking beer to go those, with this. Those Hanover, they're little yes. chunks. Fuck yes. yes, they're so good. And it's I had to explain to him like Pennsylvania, you like pretzels, pretzels, pretzels. You will never yeah. like I, I explained to him, especially like in the Philadelphia area. Uh, employers will just go to Philly Pretzel Factory and buy like two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Which is awesome. And you and you got to get them fresh. You, it, oh yeah. They, they don't they don't no. reanimate at all. Mm-mm. And that's the thing that sucks. Like, oh, I'm not really that hungry. It's like, motherfucker. It's too bad. It's Here too bad. Eat it. They're going <laughs> to. So Super Chat came in. This is Jason F. Thank you, Jason F. Happy New Year to you all. Thanks for the great content in 22. Looking forward to more in 23. Yeah. So 2023 plans for RCR. RCR Australia is, of course, 2024. Mm-hmm. So there's no internet. I don't have any international plans for 2023. Again, all domestic. 22 was kind of fuck you 22 because I found myself in a new tax bracket. Mm. So I didn't do anything because I got to pay a lot. And I'm guessing I'm probably going to be paying a lot. Uh, I just finished my receipts. And tomorrow I'm going to be Ned Flanders waking up. So I get a bit, get started on the old taxes, Nettie. Mm-hmm. So I will have my taxes finished. <laughs> By by 1 p.m. tomorrow. And I won't know how much I'll owe. I'll know from my accountant, Karen. Um, 
I am guessing RCR will owe. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna huh. I'm gonna huh. For the IRS listening, this is all speculation. This is all speculation. <laughs> I'm suspecting RCR will owe thirty thousand in federal taxes. Oof. Um, and. If it's 40, I'm going to be pissed. I've been paying quarterly this year, and I hope they, they were pretty big quarterlies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping that takes care of it. If it's under 30, I'll be happy. If it's 30 to 40, I'll be like, all right, got to move money out of the RCR savings account, out of the go to Australia account so I can pay Uncle Sam. And if it's over, yeah, if it's over that, I'm like, well, price of being successful. Um, by the way, patreon.com slash regular carvers. <laughs> um, but I always prepare for this. But that will put a, that'll give me a better idea of what I'm capable of paying for in 2023. The me thing I really want to do that I don't know how much revenue it's going to make is me recreating uh, one of the hero cars from Crazy Taxi, the uh. video game. Now, it's really an excuse for me uh, to buy a 1961 to 1964 Ford Galaxy. Right. Those... Stunning car. Oh, they're just huge. They're massive. I... The trunk is bigger than the hood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I the got a chance... The trunk is bigger than some apartments I've looked at. They're great. <laughs> Mm. Now the cheap galaxies are sixty-five to sixty-nine because that's where it got square, mm-hmm. more aggressive, more John Ham Mad Men in right. that. Whereas sixty-one to sixty-four is still sort of the early sixties hopeful kind of JFK Camelot, everything's going fine. Um but they got more aggressive and you, you can feel the seventies creeping in in the yeah. late 60s particularly in Ford not so much with General Motors which is interesting um, or or with Mopar mm-hmm. yeah, I think Mopar still had that sort of whimsical style more softness to them even up until 1971 even with the Challenger anyway my point is that if you want the ultimate Ford Galaxy now we're getting deep in the weeds with Ford here Ford loves their half year shit yes mm-hmm. And they do, there was a 1963 Galaxy, and there also was a 1963 and a half. Okay. And the 1963 and a half is the one, the one. The ultimate, ultimate, ultimate is the 1963 and a half Ford Galaxy 500XL, something like K-Code 427 with a four-speed. Mm-hmm. Those ones are like $75,000. Yeah. Um, and of course, they, they just sit in boomer museums and mm-hmm. quotation marks and never go anywhere. But it's kind of the point because the 427, uh, Ford didn't have a transmission, a manual transmission that could handle the 427. Right. They, it would just shred second gear, I think. <clears throat> Perfect. So the really, you don't want to go higher than the, than the 390Y block. I don't really even want that. I want, ideally, a 61 to 63. I'm not too hip on the 64 grill. There's a little bit too busyness. It's a little too toaster oven going on there. Um, 
I feel like I need to look up an image of these well, real quick. I so. reviewed a 63. I drove a 63 Galaxy with a four on the floor with the 390 wide block in Pittsburgh. I loved it. Um, anyway, if I had my choice, I would want a three on the tree manual with the 233 straight six. Just to like, fuck you. I already had a V8 car in the Falcon. We give away V8 cars every month. I want some. I want a big car, but I want that straight six because I'm not going to drive it fast anyway. Did you see the um, car junkyard? You know, do, are you familiar with the YouTube channel Junkyard Digs? No. So he flew. He bought. It was this 1970s Ford. It was something. Apparently, it's like similar to like a Galaxy, but it was a wagon. And he drove it from like Los Angeles to Iowa. Yeah. And the thing was like. It was one of those ad oil cars. They never got an oil change. So, like, they, he took the valve covers off and, like, the oil drains were, like, just nothing. Uh, so, and they're all, all clogged? Yeah. Oh, and, and he kept having to add, like, 20W50 and, like, Lucas additive just to make it to Iowa. Yikes. Um, was it overheating? <laughs> it's, a, it's a real healthy motor. She's doing real good. No, it wasn't overheating. <laughs> it was just... Um, and he had a little oil pressure gauge, and it just wasn't accurate. It would stick at, like, 20. Mm. And he thought, and he's like, oh, I think this thing's going to throw a rod. But it's like he kept having to add oil to it. He made it all the way to Iowa. Was the oil pressure dropping or rising really high? It, was, it just was have, stuck low. Yeah, mm. it was stuck low. But it's like, because like I said, they he stopped at, like, two. Because he what he did is he flew to California to work on something for Donut Media. Oh, nice. So, like, he fixed one of Donut Media's cars because he knows, like, old, old car cars really well. Mm -hmm. So, he, he he did something for them, and then he bought a car out there. He's like, well, I want to fly back. So, he's like, well, California's got a bunch of clean cars. So, he just drove one. Uh, it's it's similar to a Galaxy, but it's 1970. It's Country Ford. Squire. Country Squire was a trim level back then. Mm -hmm. Maybe the LTD started then. Watched last night, 36 quarts in 1,800 miles. Goddamn. Um, and Danny says it's almost as much as my car consumes, which checks out for a 300,000 mile 525 motor that's had the shit kicked out of it for um, 1974 years. Fairlane wagon. Okay, yeah. I think that's. The Fairlane existed in the 60s as well, so that tracks. Mm -hmm. The Fairlane was the. The Fairlane is a stretched and widened Falcon platform, mm -hmm. which is also the Mustang platform. I saw one at Bruce's one time, and it's like, yeah, it's. The Falcon, the 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 five, the Fairlane was just okay. I think the Fairlane was a trim level originally for the Falcon, and then it was expanded to its own platform. I don't know. the The Fairlane is is an odd, odd vehicle. It it's like um, it's like Ford was like how many manufacturers will compete against themselves. Mm -hmm. They'll make like an in-between car. You know what it is? It was the the Ford Fairlane was sort of fit the place of the Ford Contour mm. in between the Escort and the Taurus. That mm -hmm. I see. Yeah, yeah. And the Fairlane did offer a 500, and I think they did offer the 390 Y, y block in that, a huge engine mm -hmm. in that. There was some Fairlane racing ones. Or maybe even a 427, I don't know. Crazy stuff. Um, country, I always... The racing mind says Country Squire name goes back to 1950. 
Uh, we've got Mr. Wynn that says my favorite gay couple is streaming. I would like to know who that is because I, I got, I've, I've had a handful of friends tell me that like, Oh, you and Lance are my favorite gay couple. And I was like, I don't, like, I don't know who that is that's saying that to me because I know so many furries online that I'm like, I I don't know your real names. I don't don't know know your your real name. I don't know. I don't know your YouTube channel name that you probably created when you were nine. Yeah. (laughs) I was watching uh, earlier today before you get here, I was doing, I was doing my receipts. And I was watching Flappy New Year, which is going on right now. And um, there's this one fursuiter named uh, Mika Longlegs, and I've never seen him out of suit before. And I'm like, oh, you look like some Palo Alto, California programmers, like a really thin guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, interesting. So that's what he looks like. You know what? Well, maybe last year he had a big beard. He did the uh, sort of cro- – he has like a guy – he looks like a guy who just runs ran cross-country all throughout mm-hmm. high school. Oh, uh, my brother. Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. <laughs> but then doing the move where you're like, I'm going to look big, so I'm going to get this big like kind of homo uh, – homo, uh, hobo beard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Homo beard. <laughs> yeah. But like – illusion it's, of free choice, homo beard. Yeah. It's not like your facial hair. It's it's more like the, the – it, it, goes down mm-hmm. where there's no trimming of the neck mm-hmm. where it's just all the way down all like, the way oh, down yeah no. yeah yeah um steven radovanovich he's the guy you did his renault uh, encore mm. he says he says hi hello <laughs> and he says or how are you not cold i'm like it's 15 humid yeah it's like it's uh, 15 humid in the heater it works in here yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, the heater is set at sixty nine. Nice. Yeah, I left. I left my house with a jacket, and it had stayed in my car. I yeah. haven't brought it out. I haven't. Yeah, the thing is, when it gets once it gets humid outside, because you're not used to that. Even though it might be like a moderate temperature, the humidity, it's like you. It feels hotter than it really I, is. I moved yeah. here from Texas, and you have the audacity to say I'm not used to the humidity. Well, it's still a different humidity than Texas. Mm-hmm. What part of Texas? I lived in Dallas. I didn't oh, right. live okay, down yeah. south, so I didn't have like the Houston wet all yeah. the time. Yeah. Like when we were in Houston visiting my friend Daniel, um, on the way down to Galveston when we made the mm-hmm. drive out here, it was in the sixties, but it had just warmed up from having a cold, rainy weekend, mm-hmm. and it was just wet. Like you mm-hmm. went outside and became wet. It was yep. so I got it wasn't yep. raining, but you just got wet by existing, and yep. I, yeah, that's bad. I yep. don't like that. Yeah, you, we'll get some of that. In, in the summertime where it's just the humidity is 100%. Yeah. But, uh, and then normally we'll get some like Florida weather where it's just sun, 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 thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sun, 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 thunderstorm. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's like, oh, it's a really, really warm day today. I know what's coming tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, I love that in the South, like the, the afternoon rain, they call it, that like mm-hmm. happens during an entire season where it's just like all morning is sunny and warm. Yeah. And you hit 3 p.m. and it rains until the sun sets. And then you just do it all over again tomorrow. Yeah. It does that several days in a row. Someone commented, uh, Houston, become wet. Yeah, yeah. become wet. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's, Houston's the official city of wet. I liked how Houston felt more wet than fucking Galveston. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Galveston, the next day, well, the next day, Galveston yeah. is real cold. It was real cold and dry the Galveston next day we in Galveston. Galveston kind of felt like the Jersey Shore a little bit because it's like all the, the water was a little dirty. Mm. Yeah. It's like it was, it was like 50 The degrees. water was brown. brown. It wasn't a little dirty. It was straight up brown. Well, it's not because, dirty, but it's all like sediment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Houston or the Galveston Beach, like the whole Gulf Coast has this thing, I guess, during a certain time of year where the water is moving some direction. Mm-hmm. And it picks up all the silt, like the fine silt that's in the sand and in the dirt. Mm-hmm. And so just washes it around by the shore. Mm-hmm. Like you get out to sea and it 
it's clear and blue again, but just a certain time of year in Galveston, mm-hmm. the water's brown. Someone says roast the TSX. I can't. I like the TSX. TSX is a great car. Great car. Yeah. Next. Especially the wagon. Like the TSX I, I, I want a Civic and I want to pay more money for it. Yeah. yeah. I want or a Civic. Not, excuse me. An Accord. Accord. Yeah. yeah. But then the, the Euro Accord. Because they're smaller than the US but Accord. But then the TSX was the Accord in Europe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so. the, yeah. The, the 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 I feel like the TL is more close in size to the U.S. market accord, mm-hmm. and the TSX is like the TSX sits in the strange middle ground between the U.S. Civic and the U.S. Accord. Yeah. Are you familiar with the Acura EL? Yeah, there's so, one for sale out here. Uh, so the really? Acura EL. So for the sixth generation and the seventh generation Honda Civic in Canada, you can get it as an Acura. Hmm. And for the sixth gen, so ninety six through two thousand, it would be sold as an Acura one point six EL, and it was just a Civic with like a different front end, different tail lights, mm. a little bit of body kit, different wheels, more luxurious interior. And then for the seventh gen, for two thousand one to 05, it was the Acura one point seven EL, mm-hmm. and then it was the same thing, just a Civic, different front end, different tail lights. Mm. Um, I think it had a little bit of a little bit of a body kit, different wheels, more luxurious interior, and then for the eighth gen Civic for the uh, 06 to uh, 2011, they renamed it the Acura CSX. Interesting. What? Which, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, but the Acura EL and the CSX is you know how like we have the Acura ILX, which is just a fancy Civic. Mm-hmm. That's well, they've been doing that in Canada for years. Interesting. Is that they've just been reselling Civics as like a luxury. It's really weird. And what you'll see oftentimes is that people want to want those cars from Canada or at least just the parts just to swap them onto United States domestic market Civics. Like you'll see like a USDM Civic with like an accurate EL front or like an accurate EL like trunk or something like that. Just to say, hey, look at this. Yeah, it's... Hondas are kind of like Legos because, especially for the sixth generation Honda Civic, you could either get, like I said, there was all the, the, the 96 to 98 front end, which is, and then the facelift, 99 to 2000, or you could get the uh, Acura EL front if you imported one from Canada, mm-hmm. but then the Acura EL was sold in some markets as an Isuzu. Wait. Because you know how, like, the... Um, the first generation Odyssey was also sold as an Isuzu Oasis. No, no, I did yeah. not. So, know so Honda and Isuzu were, were partners for a little. Like they they did something. Like you know the yeah, uh, I thought it Honda was just Passport. GM. Honda Passport was an Isuzu. Yeah, in the nineties, G- yeah, GM Honda, yeah, they had they. they, they, they I, I knew about GM and Isuzu. I had no idea that Honda yeah, was yeah. just Honda played that game for a little dick bit. Dirty, yeah, just messing with Isuzu, mm-hmm. the village bicycle of brands. Yeah, so like I said, the first generation Odyssey you could get as an Isuzu, and they called it the Isuzu Oasis. Isuzu is like like the old lady at the bar who like mm-hmm. ever since. Anytime someone else comes in, it's like, about time we get some young blood in here. <laughs> hack, hack. I'll bet you got gigantic balls. I'll tell you what, Bamba. I one time saw that I wait up for the dump truck to get the uh, skid loader. They come in there as big balls. Uh, my name's Gladys. I smoke palm malls. <laughs> or Virginia Slims, depending yeah. what's cheaper at the gas station for, the, for that week. We have a super. We do have a super chat. My son is in emotional support classes. 
Yeah, that's definitely her father's doing, as his father's doing. I'm making sure to warn him about the drag queen shows. You know, they're trying to push that. Dude, I had this conversation with a guy in a sauna literally about how they're trying to get the politicians lockstep behind the drag queen shows. And, like, he's a nice guy, and I talk to him. Like, you know these, like, guys that you only know in, like, certain situations? So I have a few guys who I don't know them outside of, like, the gym. Uh Uh-huh. And I was talking to this one guy at the gym. Oh, shoot. He knows knows what I do. Well, if you're watching this, dude, you're awesome. Um, (laughs) Shout out. (laughs) Shout out to him. Um, It was an interesting conversation. Um, Because we were... We honestly had a very heartfelt conversation. Mm-hmm. We were talking about Christmas, and he was talking about how you know he had an argument with his dad because, like, his dad would just bring up times where he messed up as a kid, mm-hmm. and and the man's like forty eight, mm-hmm. and like yeah, I mean, and it and it sounds like like, um, uh. His dad, like, never really recognized his son's emotions ever. Mm-hmm. And stuff like when he lost, when, when, when this, this sauna guy, when he lost his daughter, his dad said, don't worry about it. It's like, I'm trying to get a connection here. I, I want what he really wants. And when we talk about this, you're still a child. You just want your parents to say everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he even couldn't get that from his dad. Just like a little emotional support this time. You know, and I told stories about that as well and i was telling and and uh uh uh, jim shulman knows this story i think you guys know it too how i was trying to figure out if i should like confront like a an old bully Mm -hmm. who just like and this is like the classic case he sat uh he sat behind me and to the right so like once one seat behind Mm -hmm. me and one seat in the right in uh, mrs yeager's english class and he would wait for mrs yeager to like turn her back or go outside in the hallway to talk to another teacher about whatever, and he would just lean across the aisle and do that, re- like punch him, punch me as hard as he can mm-hmm. in the shoulder, not in the head or anything, in the shoulder, and I would just hear, fuck it, mm-hmm. and that, and there's nothing you can do about that. Right. No, really, what I should have just done is just taken the in-school suspension and just got into a fight with him. It would have ended, and eventually, I just told the principal on him. Like I literally walked walked into the the the, the, the office and says. I need to talk to Mr. Lapko, like, mm-hmm. right now. And then eventually it went away. But then he just went to, like, whispering it after like that. And I almost wanted to find this guy, like, that was 1995, to find this guy, like, to find this guy 25 years later. And just like, what was going on? You know, right. he's probably, like, in some hole right now. He's, he's like a woodworker or something. Right? I won't say his name. I won't put him on blast. I know it. I'll... I'll but I looked this picture up on like Facebook Marketplace. You son of a bitch, you look exactly the same. Your eyes a little <laughs> close to your eyes a little too close together, and this mm-hmm. little like exacto knife of a nose. Mm-hmm. Small so. town guy who just never left a small town ever, and just he. I think he moved to Jersey or something. Okay, like that, but whatever. So I'm talking about this, and I'm telling this guy in the sauna, like, yeah, I mean, I knew at the time there was some there was something quote you know wrong with me uh, as puber- puberty went on, and. So I just, and it was, it was the casually, you know how you casually come out to someone, you just mention it and you just throw yep. it in the trash mm-hmm. right there. And eventually, and then the guy said, uh, after we were done with the stories, we talked about something else and there was a bit of a quiet going on in the sauna. And he says, so you're not gay, are you? I'm like, yeah. 
Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> fine. You know, I, I always just, I, I, I can kind of see that there was always something different about you. I mean, you talk really well. Oh, you talk really well. You're, you're really well spoken. So I kind of figured there was something different about you. And I, and I immediately called him on. So, so what are you saying? All gay people can talk really well. I was like, no, 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 I'm not saying. And I, and I, and I, and I backpedal, laughed just right there. Just backpedaling kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just putting you on, man. I, I know that. And this is like an old kind of Schuylkill County sort of thing who doesn't really have the language to articulate what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And then, he, and then the, the subject, uh, you know, uh, thinking that there's some sort of conspiracy behind that one school that messed up, they really shouldn't have done that thing where they had the drag queen show for the kids. I mean, mm-hmm. drag queen, like drag queens to me is the exact opposite of like WWF in the 80s. It's sort of like the same energy. To me. Right. This is all a show. It's big. It's wild. It's just like, you know, the hair, <laughs> the tits, yeah. the blah, blah, blah. they're all of that, which is fun if you can understand the context. But, right. you know... <clears throat> To do it for people who don't understand the history behind it, it's like when you when you try to teach a novel that's about things that a child can't really understand outside right. of the wheelhouse. Like they they they, they do that. St- oh, what's that novel? The the best of times or worst worst of times? What's that novel? Shoot, about the French Revolution, and you're teaching it in the goddamn ninth grade. What's the novel? Someone please oh, comment. Uh, I'm just laughing right now because yeah. someone said I have tree trunk legs. I'm curious. <laughs> Somebody in the I'm comments just, I'm reading just... that. I'm like, oh my God damn it. I yeah, know someone's going to fucking mention that. We, we did also get a, a super chat. Hunter Edwards? Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the generous donation. Happy New Year. At New Year Rabbit Show, uh, Animals Not Volkswagen in North Carolina. That sounds wholesome. Hope to make a trip south soon. Uh, new company truck, 2022 V6 Hybrid Ram. That, Interesting. They sell those? Hi, V6 Hybrid It's Rams? awful. Trailer Park Big Ultima Energy. Funny. <laughs> it looks funny next to my not, uh, NA Miata. Uh, thank you for letting me know that Doge is doing a V6 Hybrid Ram. That's interesting. I've never seen it advertised. I wonder what they share that... Right, because I know that they have like a plug-in Tale hybrid of two cities. Now. Uh, there you go. Oh, that's, yes, thank you, God. God, that book is impenetrable to someone who doesn't know the history of the disillusionment and dissolvement of monarchies and the nobility of Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. When you're in middle school, it's only you only figured out how to trick your dick into thinking you're having sex only like the past two years, and that's like your thing now. And you got your eye on your learner's permit, and now you're supposed to understand Charles Dickens? Right. You should be reading, like, in middle school, they should teach stuff like, uh, um, I think it was Paulson's Hatchet. Like, young adult novels that teach you how to read and understand basic reader response theory. But because somebody in an air-conditioned office in Harrisburg got got a bunch of money to to teach these, like, Legacy books, mm-hmm. man. So anyway, that's that's my that's my take on drag queens. I think drag queen shows are awesome if you have the context and mental mat and mental padding to understand it's not really about men dressing up as women. It's about subverting gender roles. It's 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 about power structures and a bunch of this mm-hmm. plus vaudevillian show. It's it's right and, and stand up comedy and music. It's uh. I Jim has drag queen stories like people like standing on like the tables and stuff like uh-huh. that. Yeah. 
But one of my favorite is I know there's a lot of drag queens that do podcasts. They're just funny to listen to. Yeah. Um, like have you have you heard the and clap story? No. Oh, I'll have to show it to you sometime. Yeah. yeah there's like, a, I, like I, I watch uh, the uh, show with uh, Trixie Mattel and uh, Katya. I can't pronounce her last name. What? Uh, What's it called? It's uh, called uh, uh. It's you. <laughs> it's you. U n h h h h. It's in every every episode. They go, uh. And that's the yeah. But they do an episode probably once a week. Um, but I I used to watch. I mean, like I watched. My friend, the first, the first person I ever came out to, mm. uh, first like queer friend I ever made, um, oh, he showed me the show. I have no idea. Um, oh, those they, trunks, Hoss. Jesus Christ! It's like, somebody we know. Someone we know. It's someone we know. They, it, like, but, like nobody just says that to me unless they. Fucking nobody calls know you Hoss unless they know who you are. Yeah, but so, but I, I watch there. They do a regular episode that's on a Wow on World of World of Wonder. Mm. Um, but they were big. Um, they were both all stars on um, RuPaul's Drag Race at one point in time, and then they started their own like. It's awesome that, that that was put on like basic cable. Yeah, yeah, Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ducky Sphere says, apropos of nothing, picking up a Honda Ridgeline in a week or so. You never did one of those, did you? No, I didn't, and I want to. They're comfortable. Yeah. Oh my God! It's like are they? I mean, it's just a Honda yes. Pilot with the back cut Very off. Very comfortable. I got. Someone uh, gave me a ride in one of those before, and I'm like, wow, I would buy this. Uh, this is comfortable. Yeah, get in my DMs on Twitter, uh, Mr. Ducky Sphere, and, and let me know about that Ridgeline. I don't know what part of the country you're in. You better be in PA or Jersey. If not, I'm going to be like, well. Um, Aaron Crutchfield said a meant 24 hybrid battery behind the back seat. Still has a 12-volt battery, too. Okay. I can't get Adam it. Scarletto says, you didn't smoke heroin. You don't smoke heroin. In the ninth grade. That's um, a mutual friend of ours. Oh, yes, okay. Adam. Yeah, he's... This is also the same human being who said, once I'm done hating myself, it's over for you bitches. I, lo- I love Adam. He said that ah. out of nowhere. Like, Adam... He just likes saying unhinged shit out of nowhere just to get you know reactions out of people. We were on a road trip. like We were driving from back from Oklahoma. Like This was not what our big road trip. Was, you know, I flew out to Texas, and we were just sightseeing. And we were in the middle of Oklahoma, and he, and he just says that out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm just like red face laughing, just like because you know what I mean. Adam's a, Adam's a great person. Just a he's, living shit post. He, he and I were actually. I was up pretty late last night talking to Adam. He and I had a bunch of just chat about life every once in a while. But mm-hmm. he's a, he's a good guy. I can't, I can't get over this one comment. It's the uh, you know those cartoons where the character is so hungry they envision the other as a piece of piece of food. That's the vibe I'm feeling looking at those tree trunk legs. That is <laughs> like who who is being thirsty in the live I, chat? Of it the... never ends for me. I mean, hell, I mean, there's also Jake, you know, bodybuilder friend, you know, who is yeah. terrified of my legs. He's like, bro, what do you, you do? do? You I'm know, like, Jake. I don't know. I'm sure you've met Jake. Yeah, the guy who flips everybody over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He's like, dude, I'm terrified of your legs. I'm like, I just, I don't know, man. He's just there. Did he graduate or has he got a year to go? He's still? almost done. I, I think he's close. Uh. Yeah, I don't know, but. We need a we need like a graduation party for him. Or Absolutely. Like oh, it, it'll be a rager too. Knowing him, mm-hmm. oh my god! Like someone needs to buy like a keg. <laughs> hmm. Like for him, would that be a down there party? Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe Is he done. Like he's not done this semester. He's done next semester. I, I, I could just text him. I've never spoken to him about school stuff. I mean, yeah, one of us can just text him. Yeah. 
new friend of mine uh, who just got done school, who's in, um, originally from Long Island, uh, moved to Baltimore to go to school, and he doesn't know where he wants to go from from there, but he, he decided Pittsburgh because it's cheap. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Uh, the the ducky sphere replied about the ridge line and said, "I apologize. I'm in Norway. Aww. Just wanted <laughs> just wanted your input. Good luck on finding one." Um, do you, feel, now the uh, the ducky sphere. Do you well, own a current gen ridge line well, or the first gen well, ridge well, line? I know someone in Maryland who has the HPD version. The what? Oh, the Honda Performance Division. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're in Maryland. Interesting. Which yeah, I, I, I don't I don't um I'm not thrilled about the them. looks of the current gen ridgeline, but I like the way the first gen ridgeline looked. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I, I had a, a reliable customer a customer of mine when I used to manage a Pep Boys service center uh that had one that had like three hundred and twenty thousand miles on it that he just like it was a work truck for him. It was just hmm. Like, I mean, he didn't do, like, landscaping. He didn't haul anything big, but he was, like, in the field doing, uh, I don't remember what. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was it was just his work truck. Hmm. So, Dr. Uh, Show, mine will, mine be, a will be a first gen, yeah. line. Interesting. Good car. Awesome. My favorite way to own the Honda Pilot. Did that have unpainted bumpers the first gen? I feel like they could have. I think they probably had a bunch of plastic cladding. Yeah. And speaking of um, weird, weird trucks, weird trucks with plastic cladding, the first gen Avalanche. um, Mm -hmm. I I was not aware. I found this out the other day doing research because I saw one driving down the road that looked strange to me. Mm -hmm. I was like, the bumpers on that look like they've been replaced. Yeah. The Avalanche went through three different body styles just Mm. for the first uh, model of it. Yeah. Because the very first year, if you remember when they came out, like you probably remember when they came out, like I was too young to Mm -hmm. remember that. But they came out with this crazy kit on them like a ton of plastic cladding yep really crazy bumpers yep and nobody liked it to mm-hmm. the point where gm sacked it after the first year mm. and then they just gave you two different trim levels you could get one with like the plastic lower doors and fender flares and bumpers mm-hmm. or you could get one that was just they called it it was like a the package was like the decladded like it was literally stood for something like without without body cladding or something mm-hmm. like that and it was uh just like bare like it just looked like a silverado with the weird bed thing yeah so i i didn't realize that they did that for the first gen but now that i've started looking at avalanches more and i see them i was like oh yeah they did they have three distinct different body styles yeah uh, now the heavy with cladding that five, I think is cool like, what's that now i think the heavy cladding is cool i think the heavy cladding is you cool. almost have to plasti dip the cladding now because there's no bringing that black plastic back it's, it's really all oxidizing and light gray and you, you and know? you can like do you can try your best by like uh there's the whole like you can heat it up with a torch you know to yes. try to melt the oxidation well, off temporary, and then you yeah. can like ceramic coat over that which buys you more time but it still doesn't solve the problem nah, you, you of honest, 30 of 20 year old plastic you have to take it off and just paint Really yeah, which would which would be it. fine. I I still Sweet. prefer, and he and I agree on this. I still prefer the Escalade EXT. So the the S the Cadillac Escalade version of the Avalanche. Yeah. Oh, they made that's yeah. Right. It was it was a yeah. It was you got the six liter, you got the four L eighty. Like it was the best way. It like it was the full option in terms of drivetrain bulletproof, um, and it's an Escalade. Like who. Interesting. The racing mindset surprised me that the Avalanche was available as a twenty five hundred. Well, I thought yeah, they... you can get the eight one in that too. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I thought it was just a six liter. Nope, you can get the eight one too. Motherfucker. Mm, I live in Ohio, and there's a tradesman swapping around S10s and Rangers like Pokemon cards. So what, he just buys one, blows it up, moves his tools to the next one, buys one, blows it up? Yep. Just ceramic coated, saying someone else he destroys it, probably. Yeah. So, funny enough, ah. the, uh, the person I asked uh, to do the original, I know, sold it recently. Uh, you did their EF hatch. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm like, he's like... Oh. The blue one, the the, the one little, from ninety one, yes, ninety one yeah. EF hatch. I like the one that, that car. someone threw up in the vents. I just remember. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh. So, so Mr. Mr. Plattenbaud commented and he said, "My dad had a first gen Z sixty six Avalanche, yeah. and he just sent me photos of it. Blue oh, with the so whole the, the Z66, all the cladding. I remember was the two wheel drive performance." package yeah yeah look at look at that that's plus so my ads. favorite thing about the early avalanche very cool matt thank you fog lights look like pontiac aztec headlights yeah upside down and i thought they were the same part number i thought literally thought that for like early avalanche fog lights were just aztec headlights turned upside down mm-hmm. no they just look extremely similar mm. but but yeah <laughs> Yeah, so my friend who sold the the one you know you did the EF hatch, they sold the Ridge Line because they got an O3 manual all wheel drive element instead. Okay, so cool. Which Honda elements are cool. Yes, I like the way they look. Mm-hmm. I like riding in them. Mm-hmm. They're very slow. Mm-hmm. They don't get good gas mileage. No, no. Even with a manual, they don't. Um, very good. Entrance and egress. I suppose if you, <laughs> Have you were done driving Uber, yeah, we've done the element. Okay, yeah, we did an element with like a one-inch lift and bigger tires on it. Made it, right. it made it slower and even thirstier. Oh boy, we have like a couple. Super, and I, super I recommended tracks. it to um, a mutual friend. I don't know if you met Donovan uh, Foster's husband. That's Blazon. The, the the whole the whole uh, I don't know if you want to call it the center of the Cincinnati crew, but it's sort of like because they do that flappy New Year, which is going on right now, um, uh, charity live stream. Their goal is fifteen thousand this year. Um, what they do is it's pretty much a make a wish thing. Mm-hmm. They, they raise a bunch of money, make a wish kids. They go to like Disney World and stuff. Um, uh, I was trying to sell him on the idea of an element for him because he keeps driving this beat up Fordiscopy, mm-hmm. and those are nefarious. Those are getting like early like escapes. Oh, one, yeah, like they're, they're becoming nefarious vehicles. Yeah, and it's just he just dumps money into it. And it's like it just needs. It's been nickel and diming it since I know him to the point. But but he's one of these guys. Great guy, salt of the earth guy. But he, cars to him are toaster ovens, they're appliances. Yeah. Like, I was riding around, and he had one of those suction cup phone holders mm-hmm. you stick to the windshield. Well, it melted. Like, the, the suction cup bit melted one summer, mm-hmm. and it just sort of oozed down. I've seen mm-hmm. that happen before. And so he just took it off, but the ooze is still, still on the yeah. inside of the windshield. It's like, you just get the little razor scraper. Just scrape yeah. it off. Some soap and I was like, oh, I don't even notice it. Yeah. Jeff Jeff, Jeff uh, Henderson's a shop guy. Yeah. His PennDOT work truck that he, he goes junkyarding uh, yeah. 
same thing. It melted and there was just goo on the windshield. And I'm like, I want to get in there with the with the razor blade on a stick. They used to scrape off inspection stickers. Yeah, and just get in there. Get you know what I mean? Rid of that some, thing. Like rubbing alcohol and just yeah, get rid of it because it just bothers me. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like yeah. W- like windshield gunk is insane. Like when I had my Forerunner back there, when I got that, it had wiper burn mm. on the windshield. Wiper burn. You know when people use their wipers to clean their windshield? Mm-hmm. Like like when you get... And it just rash, gives it rash. Yeah, you're yeah. just grinding the dust and mm-hmm. salt and dirt into the windshield. Also, people so, don't clean their wiper blades. No, so, they don't. So, so I actually, I didn't th- know that was a thing, but I'll preface that by saying that like I've never owned a car that had a washer bottle that didn't leak all the fluid out of it. Mm. So wh- like I forget that like doing the like pull the spray the windshield and wipe, I forget that that exists. I just like have never had that Ugh. feature work on a car. Yeah. So I didn't think about that that's a thing you could do that you could just like scrape the shit around and ruin your glass. Yeah, because it doesn't. Uh, your, your wiper blades are for water. Right. That's they're really, they're not for, for cleaning bugs, and they're certainly not for cleaning salt off of it, unless you absolutely have to. Like, get sprayed by a truck or something like that. Right. So, yeah, wiper blades really only last, like, six months at most mm-hmm. before they get hard and, you know, winter just wrecks them. Um, um, I feel like, aren't, like, newer silicone blades last a little bit longer? A little expensive. Maybe. Maybe, But I feel yeah. like they're, they're, they're starting to come out with, like, silicone blades that last longer. That'd be good. So... I think half of it is because they sit at one angle, mm-hmm. and so the wiper blade is pushed at one angle. So yeah. then it wipes really well in one at, in one direction and can't wipe mm-hmm. the other way in the other. Yeah, wi- trying- wiper blades are like an annual thing living in Arizona because it rains once a year. So you like buy wiper blades during the big out. rain, and then they dry mm-hmm. rot, and then the next time the big rain happens, your wiper blades are dry rotted from sitting on your car mm-hmm. in the sun for six months. That sucks. So it's just, it's just, you prepare for it. Every July, when you see the big cloud of dust coming in, you're like, I should go buy wiper blades. Oh, one, yeah. one thing I can't live without is Rain-X on windshields now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Once you yeah. go, once you go right, Rain-X, you can't go back. Can't go yeah. back. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So it, do, they also make really crappy uh, wiper blades last another year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, we've got a couple super chats yeah. in there, too. Well, because yeah. when I did detailing, what I would often do was I just got so addicted to like having like just water beat up like crazy is that steel wool and compound and then buff glass and then Rain-X water didn't stand a chance. <laughs> you would do steel wool. You know, oh, I tried cool. that on the forerunner. I tried mm-hmm. doing tr- quad O mm-hmm. on it. Didn't work. Mm-hmm. So what I ended up doing to get all the wiper burnout, I think mm-hmm. we talked about this was cerium oxide, huh. which I have a tin of it out there. It's it's used for polishing uh, jewelry and um, watch watch okay. faces. Watch okay, faces, what uh, yeah. what did you use with the steel wool? Uh, what kind of steel wool? No, no. What did you use with the steel wool? Like, did you use a compound like with, with the steel wool? Or no, you're supposed to use a compound with the steel wool. Uh, so, like every time, like like a heavy cut compound. I did have a heavy cut, but I didn't use it together. Yeah, if yeah. you if you have like steel, like like uh, I've gotten like uh, hard water spots out of glass with compound and steel wool, right? Gone. Mm. Mm, nice. So that's what I've done. Uh, I've I've had a friend of mine who had a. That that black that back to black shit you know for trim yeah. he had it on his hand and he actually touched touched his window and it stained his window and Ooh. nothing took it off except for I did you know I I used uh, steel wool with compound gone just any sort of rubbing compound or... um I would use like a higher cut 
You know what I mean? Like a more like a higher cut compound. You mean more for polish or more for cutting? <laughs> more for cutting. Okay. I would say like a, like the McGuire's high cut. I've always just used that. Okay. And just nice. And then it's helped gotten a lot of stuff out of like little glass imperfections. It's just it nice. literally you're buffing glass. Nice. You know what I mean? And then so I would have literally done a steel wool with compound and then like a polish or even a wax and then steel and then uh, Rain-X on top of that. Rain-X on top of wax. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. You can yeah, trust me. It'll work. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I like the idea of even better. Oh, yeah. Like I said, Rain doesn't stand a chance. Hell Because yeah. when I went into de- detailing professionally and I worked at a dealership, we were allowed to detail our personal cars for free. Hell yeah. And I just was experimenting. and like, what if I buff the glass? And then what if I did Rain-X on top of that? Just, Hell yeah. I didn't even really need to use wipers. Hell yeah. <laughs> the, the rain would just fly off so fast that like I would have it even if it was pouring outside, I could have the wipers on like the, the lowest setting and fine. sweet. So awesome. All right, I'll have to remember that. Yeah, we do have some super chats. Yeah, the cerium oxide, it took about a week of working square by square. Oh my god. With that um, to try to get it all out. To try to get the wiper mm-hmm. burns out. Um, and that with a power drill with a buff attachment. Mm-hmm. On it. Uh, okay, so we got Ryan Vance. I think what was the last one? I'm scrolling up. Yeah, that last was one the was most, Hunter yeah. Edwards. So it's now Ryan Vance. Thank you for guys for these super chats. Getting to him now. What car would you choose for a Cannonball and why? I would never try Cannonball, but love the channel. Keep the good content coming and Happy New Year. Uh, if I was doing a Cannonball, I can. I I love sleeping so much. The idea of being forced to stay awake for 24 hours is insane yeah um well on that matter it would be something that i could sleep in Mm -hmm. something something big enough that you could be comfortable sleeping in while somebody else drove right yeah you take turns because you said there's people who do cannonball with like three people yeah every century honestly so okay that would be hot that that would be something i could curl up in the back seats on that lamb's wool interior Mm. and just quiet and Quiet, smooth. Yeah. You don't feel a thing. Yeah, you don't hear a thing. Um, it's probably fast enough that it could go. I mean, obviously, you could just name your van, mm-hmm. but a cannonball run in a van, you got to. Well, be the like, whole point of cannonball, like getting there as fast. Yeah, as it is. So it's like vans, like not fuel efficient. There is no. a ton of room for a fuel cell, but you have to think about the more fuel cell you have, the more weight you carry around, mm-hmm. and then the worse fuel economy you get. So that's a game you got to play. Yeah. Didn't someone do Cannonball in a W211 AMG? Mm-hmm. That yeah. would probably... Was that Ed? Bullion? Yeah. 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 So, or did he... Was that an S-Class or did, it, did he do it in a 211? I don't, I don't remember. I, don't know. Um, I know the current record holder was did it in an Audi, in like an A8 or like an S8 or was something Was that the one like that was disguised to look as a... a yeah. Like a Ford police yeah, interceptor? Yeah, looked like a Ford Taurus. Yeah. yeah I don't think that one will ever be broken because that was a pandemic... Yeah, uh, that was a pandemic cannonball. run. Yeah. yeah they had... Yeah. That, I don't know if anyone can break that. 20... Did they break the 24 hours? Yeah, it was like, like under 23. It was like 23 and some change. It was fast. Um, it's like, it's like what car would get you there the fastest? Or which car would get you there the most comfortable? And it's like... I would choose comfort because I'm with you. Yeah. I want to be comfortable. I want to sleep. Yeah. Like, I don't... Like, I can... I'm good at driving long distance. That's mm-hmm. like my, my mom, like, raised me to be good at that. Well, so if you have, but like... like, 15 hours in and I'm done. Like, that's it you, for now, me. Now, that begs the question, would you take just yourself or another person or two other people? I'd have to go with the team. It'd have to be three yeah. of us. Yeah. It's like, three, you have to have at least two other if people. If I were to, to do it, like I said, if I... If I like I said, fast car, I think I would do a W211 AMG. 
but if I do like lo- like most comfortable, the LS four thirty ultra luxury package. Yeah, yeah. W two eleven AMG would be a good one because those aren't really like kitted out crazy. They don't look, look crazy. fast. You can buy one in beige that just flies under everyone's radar. We do have another super chat. There's two more. Yeah, there's uh, oh, there's very legal, very cool. Yep. Thank you for the generous donation. They say, buying a 2014 regular cab four-wheel drive Tacoma has my first car after making enough money fighting wildfires up in Alaska. Can't wait. Hope you can make it to Montana soon. Great skiing, awesome scenery, and nice people. I've never been to Montana. I've always wanted to. It's gorgeous. You've been? It's stunning. I have a lot of family from there. Oh, do you? It is stunning. It's so beautiful. So what's the easiest uh, do, you, do you fly from here to ORD and then from there to uh, Bozeman? I have no idea. So like uh, growing up in Arizona, mm-hmm. I'm the youngest of five. Yeah. So I have four older siblings and then my mom. So we never flew anywhere because my mom owned this big Chevy Express conversion van. Hell yeah. And it was sick. Um, but we would drive like we just drove everywhere. Like, so that was we always drove. I've never flown into montana so i don't know because all my family is in missoula all of them went to university of montana yeah um so we would just drive up to missoula um so yeah i don't uh okay yeah i I don't know i don't know how flying there goes i would love to ski um my thing about skiing is i have very wide feet well i mean i can always pack my ski boots see i have to pack my ski boots i can't do the rental ski boots but I will do rental skis. I just mm-hmm. I have these boots that are oh. custom. Anyway, um, yes, I'd love to come to Montana. I have no plans. I like the idea of taking a road trip whenever I finish Crazy Taxi and just use that as a thing. Low-key kind of, oh, shoot. Just go ahead and just like, hey, I'm doing a road trip. If you're here, yeah. hit me up. Yeah. Because like I said, when when we when we did the road trip for me to haul his ass up here, yeah. like the whole time I planned it out was just to see friends along the way. Hell yeah. Part. It's like, I want to see this and I want to see this person back and forth. So mm. we from there and just made the route. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be good. I could do that. We'd have to film cars along the way to call it a business trip. Mm-hmm. Um, well, something like, I, like personally, like I've always wanted to do was buy a car out on the West Coast and drive it back. Yeah. Like, uh, would like to find a car in like the Pacific Northwest or like California. Yeah. And then like hit like the Bonneville Salt Flats, and then you know mm. what I mean. Like maybe it could take a detour and see friends in like uh, Minneapolis. You know what I mean? Mm. Or it's like I could go down more south if I really wanted to or something like that. Say if I bought a car in Los Angeles, I would go through like New Mexico, see like White Sands mm-hmm. or something like nice. that. But if I saw it, if I bought a car in like, um, you know, Washington State, Seattle, mm-hmm. Portland, I'd probably, you know, stay more north, like drive through Montana and Idaho, etc. And then eventually make my way to like the Midwest, see friends in like uh, Minneapolis and then through Chicago and then just... Head back straight from there. Cool. So, you know, the coasts have a lot of um, interesting stuff, but then there's like a lot of a middle America where I'm like, I don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, what do you, it's like, what's there to see? Yeah. You know, like you go through South Dakota, it's like you can see like the, the, the Great Monument or whatever it's called, or what it's called. Yeah. With all, the, all the president's heads. Yeah. Um, but that's like, what else is out, out there? Like that section of the country, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you'd have to take vacations to people and not places. I know. I heard 
we have an open invite for Hoobie's Garage, and I have his number, and I texted him. Mm -hmm. I was talking to uh, Tavarish, and he was waiting on Hoobie. Hoobie just bought like a 69 Charger, mm -hmm. but with 30-year-old tires, and one of them just came apart. <sighs> Old tires, man. Old tires. I would. I've told people this. I would rather drive. Uh, I'd rather do a road trip on bald tires before I drive to work on old tires. Yeah, yeah. Like old tires, like bald tires, a little bit more predictable. Old tires, they can just blow at any second. Yeah, so. yeah. They're all coming apart. The dry rot in between the treads. Oh, there's plenty of tread left on it. Oh, yeah, right. It's funny. Yeah, you ever hear the guys when they're selling cars and they say it even it has, has the original, original air in it. I that's I always joke about that. Fuck there, me. There's You're some people idiot. who jerk off <laughs> about how original a car is. I'm like, it's got a jar of the the a fart from the original sales guy who sold it in the trunk. It still has the original belts on it. It's got the original oil, original oil filter, and it's like the it's, it still has the inspection marks underneath. Yeah, it's like okay, this is a pile of metal in the shape of a car. It doesn't drive. Mm -hmm. It can't drive. It's stoolsy written well. You know, when I hear the, the word original this, original that, all I hear is deferred maintenance. I was yeah. about to, I was about yep. to say that. I'm so glad you said There's that. There's some people who it's like it's literally, yeah, putting maintenance on layaway. There are it's like, some I'll do people it later. who think that oh, just because a car has low mileage means it's going to be reliable. Nope. No, that's all no. deferred maintenance. That means the car sat. There's plenty of cars that I know that I would take a very high mileage example of way before I take a low mileage example. The, the best three hundred thousand mile. Uh, uh, car they got like an oil change every four thousand miles, and the gas gets replaced. If, you know, yeah, like a Land Cruiser with three hundred thousand miles, like great. Yeah, like cool. receipts. Because cars, cars don't make it to three hundred thousand miles on accident. No, like you like a Chevy Express van with four hundred twenty thousand miles on it, and it's like, yeah, it's just the LS. We just change our, you just do maintenance yeah. and it runs. It's like, great. Yeah, yeah, it'll go another hundred thousand miles. Yeah, but it's like things like, especially like, obviously, it's no secret that I've become a BMW enthusiast, and like some of the best ones I've owned have been ones that have a ton of miles on them because mm -hmm. they don't like. Somebody had to love it yeah. for it to make it to two hundred fifty because like I. You you make jokes about BMW reliability, whatever. Mm -hmm. Some of the best cars I've owned have been old BMWs because they're simple. Parts are available. Mm -hmm. Parts are cheap. They're easy to work on. Mm -hmm. But you, like you, you can't. They don't do it by themselves. It will not. Yeah. It will not make it there just by sheer luck. Mm -hmm. So I know, and of course that doesn't stop me from buying one and replacing every consumable yeah. on the car at at the time of purchase before I even drive it. Yeah, it's like I just factor an extra thousand into purchase price yeah. to buy parts. Yeah, but then it's fine. But yeah, it's still like it's just those ones that like it's always the low mileage ones that have sat for forever that end up just being gremlin after gremlin of like yeah. stuff that you uncover the more you drive it we yeah. do have some more super chats Boris so T.S. Karloff uh, would be a podcast without you happy new year Professor R when will we have another classroom session reading with Sister Carrie people seem really, really interested in this yeah people are really interested it's like the 12 people who watch it I I'll do it more in the new year I will um, watch the next one that you do because I'm very intrigued now yeah um, Sister Carrie is in, for Sister Carrie, for my arousal, is the one of the best American novels written. Excuse me, it's it's the best modernism realist novel uh, written. The author Theodore Dreiser had the unfortunate luck 
of writing at the exact same time as Mark Twain. Mm. So he is the B-side to Mark Twain. Okay. Writing about the same, like, social injustices, but didn't really have Mark Twain's wit. Okay. He was more long-winded. Mm-hmm. Whereas Mark Twain could get his point across with a joke or an anecdote, uh, Theodore Dreiser would take two pages of describing the environment, and then the narrator would lecture to the reader about something. Um, he was, and I've made this reference before, Theodore Dre- um, if Mark Twain is the Beatles, Theodore Dreiser is the Velvet Underground. In okay. music. Um, I'm trying to think of a video game reference. Uh, if Mark Twain is Mario Kart, Theodore Dreiser is uh, Ivan Iron Man's off road. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Wasn't like the four old... steering wheel arcade where you're driving like oh, trophy trucks God. around around a bit like and it, the game goes on forever and you have the little nitro button mm-hmm. and you, yeah, it, it's that and the game is impenetrable cuz it's, it's that game was made to be a quarter eater cuz mm-hmm. you will never be there will always be the one truck that, you know, rubber bands and you know cheats mm-hmm. and goes faster than everybody else. So Quaxum Metaphila says, Happy New Year, Mr. Regular. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for being a fan. Thank you for helping me have a job. It is 3 o'clock, and uh, I think we should maybe uh, claim a space at the bar Mm -hmm. for some food. It'll probably be a while before it's served anyway. Ethan's not going to be there until 4 the way Mr. Regular pronounced Mario Kart. Mario? Mario Kart. Mario? 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 Oh, that reminds me of this one comment I saw. Someone said, oh my god, what was it? So you see it said Fort Escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody someone said, said Fort Escape. Yeah, br- br- <laughs> yeah, yeah someone like, else like, said like, Mr. Regular pronounces Fort Escape the same way my father does. <laughs> yeah, um, I saw a comment a while a second ago and I was looking at my phone from my good friend Matt from Mr. Plottenbow. Um, and he uh, mentioned, he said, commented something about buying a car at one end of Route 66 and driving it all the way back. Okay. And that is something I've wanted to do for my whole life. I nice. think that that would be a blast. Um, I've heard from people who have done the Route 66 tour. Dodge Polara. Oh, Lord. (laughs) I've heard from people that have done the whole Route 66 tour that, like, a lot of it's pretty mid. Like, there's not... It's not exciting the whole way, obviously, because half of it's through the Midwest, so there's nothing out there. But there are cool things to see along the way, and I think that'd be a blast just to do, like, the diagonal across the middle of the country. Um, Yeah, I don't know what car it would be in. I don't know if I would commit to starting because 66 runs all the way to the coast of California, right? Uh, I think so. I don't know. I don't know if I would commit to going that far if I would just start in Phoenix because um, that's already pretty much – I have to go out there anyways to move the rest of my shit here. Oh, boy. Route 66 kind of sounds overrated. I'd rather like actually stop like 
landmarks and places that I know. Well, there's a there you know are I mean? a lot of those, and of course you can deviate. You don't have to stay on sixty six the whole way, but I think it'd be cool to follow it for most of it. Um, it is pretty. There's a lot of there's a lot to see. I mean, just through the Southwest is so cool, and it's all stuff you've never seen before, and it's stuff that I know is the only thing I'm familiar with. Jim just Jim just uh, texted me on Telegram and had like he said, uh, "Well, you could do any road trip you want as long as you take at very least take pictures." Right. That's part of that's part of the channel. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think. Uh, <sighs> uh, Matt Ferris said something on one of his podcasts, like as long as you take one Instagram picture. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a business trip, and those miles those miles are uh, perfectly legitimate. Mm-hmm. Um, someone says, <laughs> "What's your opinion on the O four crossfire?" It's oh, like, it's like a crossfire. The it's SLK three twenty. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like I, for a second, I'm like, "Wait, people think about those?" I don't. But like, like, what is your opinion? I'm like, I'm like, people think about people, that. People think about that car. And I'm like, my mom owned an SLK two thirty compressor. Did Ooh, she supercharged? Miss misfired all over the place. They do that. Um, yeah, you can clean the throttle body as much as you can. It, it would just, if you <coughs> put too much load on it, like if you went full throttle in like fourth gear, mm-hmm. they, they would put the check engine light on nice. for a misfire. I'm like, great. Um, my mom liked it because it was a, uh, a electric hard top convertible. Mm-hmm. Um, she used to have MGs. Oh, okay. So... That's you know it's a step up mm-hmm. from oh, yeah. like Lucas Electrics and stuff like that. Even though I think MGs are cool, um, there it, it's weird because that four banger doesn't rev. No, it like revs to five and a half thousand RPM. Uh-huh. It has this like belt driven. Well, duh, all superchargers are belt driven. What, what am I talking about? It's not like a Pro Charger centrifugal style. I think it was like a Eaton. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a root style blower that's just like. Stuck on the yeah, but not in a fun way like the like the AW11 MR2 that had the roots supercharger. Right. That thing could still rev and was awesome. <clears throat> mm-hmm. This thing was just. I mean, I. It's like a rich. It's like a rich person's Miata. Like if you have someone who buys a Miata and doesn't do anything with it, just cruises around and does like a boomer Corvette shit with a <laughs> Miata, then great. Buy an SLK230 compressor. You'll. But the the steering wheel is so big and chonky. It's yeah, like an it's still controller. Mercedes proportions. You, you know, like it's still like they they have the big car thought process when they yeah. make a Miata. So yeah. then it's just yeah, it's they're a little interesting. That. Because like anytime I see like a Lotus Elise, I'm like it's a Miata for trust fund kids. Yeah, yeah. Like because those used to actually be cheap, and now they're like all expensive again. And I'm yeah. like, they're fun. I drove two of them. That there's there's they're great. Mm-hmm. Um. But, I mean, they're great and cheap. They used to be good and cheap. Mm-hmm. Now they're expensive, expensive and cheap. If they're anything like the uh, Alfa Romero 4C, I'd probably like it. Because mm-hmm. the Alfa Romero 4C was one of the most fun cars I've ever driven. Um, from the factory, no power steering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, much like the much like the Elise. Yeah, they just or does the Elise have power steering in some models? I don't. Maybe know. it's like electronically controlled instead of. I, I doubt know. it. It was really early two thousands. I mean, I guess they did it, but. Yeah, if a buddy of mine um, up in Seattle, I visited Seattle over this over the summer, um, and he mm-hmm. had a supercharged AW11 MR2 that I got the chance to drive yeah. while I was up there. All original, 
I mean, so the paint, it had been painted. Mm-hmm. He put, he had a coilovers on it instead of the factory shocks, but it wasn't right. low. It was still tall enough to just be driven kill, hard. Just kill wheel gap, basically? Not even. It wasn't even lowered. It was oh, wow. fully stock height, just on adjustable suspension. They are, like, they, he they, wanted they, to keep it. There's a lot of body roll. On yeah. The one it, I had, there yes. was a lot of sway to it. Yeah, yeah. And it's very tightened up, sway bars, everything. Fantastic car. Lovely to drive. I had mm-hmm. a blast driving it around. But it, I mean, like, that was a, yeah, that's another. Mm-hmm. Good car. Good good little fun car. And sitting 11 inches away from the supercharger, right behind yeah. your head, just the best noise yeah. in the world. Uh, what do you think? I kind of... See, this is... Because normally there's like... It seems like there was a ton of comments coming in and now, and now it's like nothing. I'm like... Yeah. Mm. Somebody I saw earlier mentioned something about, he said, uh, or they said, the guy on the right looks like he would appreciate my 1985 Toyota Cressida. And I mm-hmm. said, well, and I thought to myself, well, the guy on the right owns an 80s Cressida. Yeah. So an I'm sure. Cressida. Yeah, it's yeah. an 85. Yeah, so I, I would assume it's somebody who knows you Ooh. because they just picked you out of a crowd and said, he would like mm-hmm. a Cressida. I'm like, I'm sure they know that you own one, but. It was forever ago. Really? It was like really? in between some super. Let me see if it's someone I know. It's some. I think it's right in there. Risky yeah. Devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Hmm. I have this fear. Yeah, of I don't know who that is. Like not wanting to be in the way and not inconveniencing people. Same. Which is why I want to go to the restaurant when no one's there, but I'm not hungry right now. Mm-hmm. Right. But I know it's going to be slammed later. Like, I, I don't want to be the person that's well, getting in the way of yeah. somebody else's night out. I feel like... What is what do they the call that? Get... That's like the antithesis of the main character complex. Like, I have the I have the opposite thing where I yeah. feel like I'm living in everyone else's world. Not yeah. like... Like, you know, there's the main character thing. that's like that I'm my world and everyone else lives in it. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I'm like... Dude, dude said, I wear cutoff shorts and I drive a Cressida. I just assumed. And... <laughs> wow, it's... Wow. I mean, I, I cut these off myself, too. I had a pair of jeans that I, I thought... I'm like, I mean, these are dad jeans. I'm like, I got bored. I'm like, what if I cut them and... And it's like okay, <laughs> mm. I wear them every once in a while. Yeah, um, I can't, I can't wait to put a new rear end in that well, Cressida. Oh yeah, the cool thing about my Cressida is I got it before Drift Kids got a hold of them, so I got it for seven hundred dollars. God damn, that's awesome. But but now I see like even whooped ones are like five grand. I know what it's worth. Yeah. They, these sold for a lot on Bring a Trailer. Whoa. Yeah, it's like yep. his, his is fairly nice. Yeah, um, it's just been sitting for a few years because the rear end blew up, and mm-hmm. he has a new rear end to mm-hmm. put into I have it. A new rear subframe. I have a limited slip out of a out of a Supra to put in. Hell yeah, I got everything to do it. But I, I want to find a man. Yeah. So so whenever we whenever we get that done, <laughs> we'll drive it over then, here. All right, awesome. We'll drive it over here and you and can take a take a peek at it. Well, my, I have a friend of mine in Georgia who put a Toyota Previa supercharger mm-hmm. on his uh, stock Cressida, like the five MGE, like the, the original engine. Not like a, not, I got I got a pick not the, Yeah, not the seven M. Mm-hmm. No five M. Okay. So what he did Older. was he took a Toyota Toyota Previa supercharger. Put it on the five M, and I'm like, "What did you do?" He's like, "I just advanced timing." That's all. Yeah, he's that's it. He's like, "I advanced the, the timing, and I run 93 octane." That's all. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna bring up the conversation because I asked him, like, "Like, dude, what did you I gotta, do?" To I got to pick his brain about that because the intake, like the roots blower on the um, Previa, like has a like an integrated manifold that it just mm-hmm. it bolts directly onto the head. 
and the Previa is a four cylinder, obviously, and the five M is a six. So I'd like some hackery had to be done with the intake manifold to make that work. Right. I'm interested what it is because I'm willing to do it. Well, show, show I'm willing to cause problems on photos, purpose. So, um, we got two super chats coming in. Uh, Andrew Lovato, what would you consider the masterpiece car of the '80s, and and, and then the '90s? So we can talk about iconic things of the '80s. You obviously would go Delorean, like Delorean. Mm-hmm. Um, you could go in, Isuzu Impulse. Oh, those mm-hmm. you could go Subaru XT. Yeah, that yeah. Really... Um, so you... it's like it's, it's hard to top the DeLorean as something that only existed then, right? Not a car that continued later, like just something that was so eighties and yeah. only existed in the eighties, right? I think I, yeah, DeLorean C4 takes Corvette it. is no because that went no. into the nineties. Yep. Um, it's still just a GM pushrod V eight. Mm-hmm. Um, Grand National kind of. Kind of, yeah. The, I mean, Buick's, they've never attempted anything else like that. Yeah. There was that one, just that little era, that little window of that. And like the Regal name carried on mm-hmm. and the Regal T name carried on. Mm-hmm. But it's like. you could, For the 90s, you could go Supra, obviously, even though that went back to the 70s. Mm-hmm. You could go Honda CRX. That's another great 90s car. Well, the, Something. Well, the, the original CRX that came on the 80s. You're right. Like you said, it was an 86, I believe, was the first generation of the CX. But the CRX didn't really make a name for itself until the second generation in 1988. Mm -hmm. That's when they had the EF generation of uh, Civic. Mm -hmm. From 88 to 91, that's where you had the Civic Hatch, Mm -hmm. Civic Sedan. You had the wagon, which you get in a a four-wheel drive, Mm -hmm. or you you had the CRX. Yeah, the EF Mm -hmm. wagons are cool. Uh, Yeah, you could go SW20 MR2. Hmm. If we could go, I mean, you think 80s cars, everybody just keeps going, God damn, the DeLorean just sticks out there. Yeah, it, it was from the 80s. violently 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, like 90s stuff, first gen neon only existed in 90s. That's kind of late 90s. Because mm-hmm. 90s has this like Mason Dixon line between OBD1 and OBD2. Because mm-hmm. that changed a little bit yeah. as far as your ability to diagnose your car how the car was wired and stuff. Um, you had pre-airbags versus post-airbags. Mm-hmm. That change came open. There were still some carbureted cars in the early 90s, and by the end, you know, I think the last... I forget what the last car to exist that ever had a carburetor from the factory. Mm-hmm. I, I I always go back to it how to be like a GM Express fan or something like that. But, I'm sure but, it was. No, they, they would just have a single port Yeah, because GM did TBI. Like, yeah. They, were, they rode TBI so hard for a yeah. while that, it, yeah. I don't... They were doing TBI, I think, in like, in like the GM. What was the GMC Blazer? Yeah. What was that called? The Blazer. The oh, fuck. The, the GMC Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, the Jimmy. that may have had like a, like a 40... Like a 4800 with a single up there. Millennium 56 says, Happy yeah, New like Year, legend. A, wishing you and the channel happy mounted. 2023. Thank you. Oh, it's one of those. Daniel 2 says, 80s car, mm. Ford Taurus. Yeah, that's oh, easy enough. 80, oh, actually, I agree with that. Fiero. A Fiero, so, that's a good one. The Fiero is very 80s. Well, if you yeah. look at 80s cars. Who said that? The, uh, Who said the Fiero? 
Or did you think of that? A guy, irrational dive. I I rag on the Fieros all the time because it is literally just a, I call it an MR2 for rednecks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> every time I see Fiero, it's either like some boomer kept it alive or it's in a field. Shout, shout out to Nush from Moyer's Car Care in his multiple Fieros. Are they all yeah. sitting in a, in a field? Like just sitting? No, they're at his house. Okay. Okay. Because well. a lot of time when I see Fieros, they're just like in a field. They've been sitting there since like 97. Mm-hmm. Where I lived in, in Texas, I lived in Mesquite, which is like East Dallas. Downtown Mesquite, there was a dealership there that used to be a standalone Pontiac dealer. Ooh, interesting. And it's right on the main street through downtown Mesquite. And on the pedestal, it's now a used, it's now like a used car dealership still owned by the same family. Mm-hmm. But on the pedestal out front, they still have a bright red that's now pinkish orange because the single stage has failed. Yeah. Fiero on the rotating Tight. pedestal in the parking lot Tight. that has the sign, the name on it. And I, I drive awesome. past it all the time and I was like, what? This is the pedestal car is a yeah. Fiero. So with so an Iron the, Duke, the uh, the guy who mentioned the uh, the Cressida mm-hmm. finally found like, a conversation with my friend Robert and down in Atlanta, who uh, is like the old school Toyota like god of the area, mm-hmm. and he has the like a same generation of Cressida third gen, and he has the, the five MGE engine, which a lot of people of those cars they rip them out, put like one Js and two Js, and even like Toyota one you know UZ engines mm-hmm. and V8s. So he took a Toyota Previa supercharger, put it on the five M. And I asked a question about it, and because because originally this this engine and supercharger was in a Toyota Corona, that car was like he, he did something he, I don't know what he did with it. He took that powertrain, put it back into an, a Cressida, and I asked, I said, "What's the PSI he's running?" He said, "No idea." Nice. <laughs> he said, "And are you running a tune, or or are you just running it?" He says, uh, "He says uh, enough to make it feel good and stock everything, timed, uh, just tuned up the timing." Or turned up the timing and run ninety three. Does he say like how many degrees before top dead center? Didn't say. He didn't, didn't say, say just, no in the just conversation. Just turned up the timing. Okay. That's so I could probably right. ask him like, hey, if I was to how do many this, degrees before, yeah. You know, um, drive it if it pings uh, a little more. When it stops pinging, <laughs> that's, that's. I gotta pee. Let's see if there's any questions. I don't yeah. ever mention eighties uh, IROC unironically. Um, so if in the eighties, if you look at when they came out with the first generation Taurus, mm-hmm. uh, American car with flush headlights. Um, so that it's funny because that's an eighties car that looked like a nineties car mm-hmm. because it wasn't boxy. It had the, you know the rounded off edges. So it was a car that came out in the mid eighties that looked that looked like something that would have came out in like nineteen eighty eight or eighty nine. Uh, Leo, to answer your question, I doubt that we're running until midnight. Ideally, we're supposed to go get dinner soon, but the restaurant in the small town that we're cornered in um, is expecting to be packed tonight, so we're probably going to head out before four to try to sneak in there and snag a spot before it gets bad. Yeah, uh, risky devil. Um, so my car, the whole reason why it's parked is I had a, a snap ring go in my differential. Which I was like, okay, like whatever. So I picked up a limited slip out of a Mark II. And luckily, since my car is an 85, I don't even have to swap over um, diff diff housing uh, mounts. Bolts right in. But I would like to get a W58 to pair with that. 
that isn't too challenging. Or if you're lucky, you could find um, like a like an AR5 out of a Solstice or something, yep, and you no, can yep, swap friend, bell housings. Yep, That's a real easy swap. That I know a guy that probably has seven or eight blown up AR5s okay. sitting somewhere. So, um, oh, Risky Devils is... Five MGE is God's engine. Yep, uh, Adam 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 Scarletto commented, and he said the Aston Martin Lagonda was the undoubtedly the most eighties. Um, do you remember that massive sedan that they designed? I that when Doug, they Doug about did it. one. Doug did one. Yeah. Did, oh, Doug did do oh, one. Oh yeah. He. I swear to God, that whole review, he was ready to just like cream his pants. He's like, oh my god, finally get to do a Lagonda, and he's like, whoo, like, look at all the buttons, and this and that, and the Jim Jams, and the Bib Babs, and it got yeah. this and this, and this lights up, and it does this and that. And the quirks oh and god. features. Oh my god. I have never seen one in person. I, d- um, I mean, how many of them did they sell? Mm-hmm. Now, Risky Devil, I, I want to ask, is yours a factory W58? And so, a little fun fact with Cressida's, and I don't know why this is, but all manual Cressidas from the factory came with headlight washers. Interesting. If you see a, a car with uh, a Cressida with headlight washers, either some weirdo optioned that, or it's a factory manual car. Hmm. Which, I don't know why that is. Maybe it was just... I, I don't know why. Um, but yeah, like I said, mine's an 85 Cressida I got for $700. Um... I really like the 5M GE powertrain. Um, it'd be cool if I had money and I could throw ITBs on it. Because mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. like the way inline sixes sound with ITBs. Oh, yeah. But I Fantastic. Like, um, if you listen to some of the, the Japanese market Toyotas, like the one when the 1G GEU engine, mm-hmm. uh, ITBs, they're so raspy. I, and it's like a two-liter inline six. So they just – so raspy. And they sound so cool, but we never yeah. got them. I drove a uh... – I think the last car meet we had, there was someone with uh, an A86 um, who had ITBs on that uh, 4AGE mm-hmm. engine. Sounded fantastic. Oh, yeah. Killed the low end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, that's already a high-end power engine, and now it was just gutless. It felt like you were pulling out in third gear. Yeah. Uh, was it a, what, what engine was it? 4AGE, the stock one. Well, there's was it like a black top or was it the the old the original? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. maybe I feel like because I see a lot of black top for AGEs with ITBs, so maybe those make more low end power. Well, they did make one uh, factory, the uh, black top five valve in the Toyota. Shoot, uh, Tim Strickler uh, either owned or still owns one. It's the Toyota. Shoot. Mm-hmm. I forget the name, and mm-hmm. we drove it. We did a video on it. People would be shouting it out right now. What is it? Levin. Yeah, the Levin. Mm-hmm. The, fine, the, the, the final uh, front-wheel drive Levin. And, yeah, five valves per cylinder and individual throttle bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, sounded great, but ITBs are, to your point, Lance, are an aesthetic thing. Mm-hmm. This is not really necessary Absolutely. other than look what we can do in the same way the six-cylinder Honda CBX motorcycles look what we can do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not. It's like you're doing it not because of numbers, but doing it because you can. Because the art. The, <laughs> the art of it. Yeah. Which, like, that's an, another thing um, I actually I found recently on Facebook Marketplace. It was a – the seller is a friend of a friend. It was a uh, Volvo 240. 
with yeah. a BMW V12 swap. In Respect. It. Yeah, the, M- um, the, the M70 swap. So it was out of like an E32, so like a, you know, like an older V12. And those V12s are solid. And I I shared the the marketplace listing on my personal Facebook, and I had this this hounds of people. Who wanted to argue? Oh, it's a dumb swap because the LS is better. This because of that. Oh, making the LS people, people argument. People want to argue numbers, and I said, and it made me realize, I'm like, you're not allowed to like weird swaps because there's always going to be those chuds out there that want to argue numbers and say, well, it would have made more sense if you did an LS swap, and it's like, okay. I, I want to. It's like I appreciate an LS swap, but I, I want to see. I want to be wowed. I mm-hmm. like interesting and weird swaps because mm-hmm. I feel like there's more of a story behind it. Mm-hmm. Like a good example was when I was at uh, Cult Classic, which is a show right in Coopersburg. Mm. Dude pulled up an, an S10 and didn't sound like an S10. Pulled the po- popped open the hood. It was a GTI engine. Okay, yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, whoa, it, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. I like weird swaps, like. My favorite thing is when I, when I hear like a car and I'm like that doesn't sound like stock powertrain and I want to guess like mm-hmm. what's under it. Like a good example is um, fuel injection sucks and their uh, GM forty two hundred swap checker cab. Yeah, love mm-hmm. that. Yeah, when I first saw that in That's person, I was strangest. like, I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. Like it's not an LS, it's a turbo inline six. Yeah, out of like a Chevy Trailblazer. Trailblazer. Yeah, yeah. Which I was just like, this is just so cool. Yeah, I, so, I have out of this... all the bolts. I, were you? Did you watch the one where they were trying to get the transmission to line up with the bell housing? Oh my god! No, wait, and, the bell housing of the well, transmission. And I know, even end. when they got it, it was still puking fluid. Oh, well, for... they they had I think two bolts lined up, oh, and some god. of the bolts were lined up outside with washers holding it on. Mm-hmm. I think eventually they made some sort of adapter adapter thing. But I, I have yeah, this. It was funny. They got it together. Uh, Justin. Fuel injection sucks. I don't know what he's working on. I think he's just working on his daily mm-hmm. uh, C10 right now. Oh, that's right. He is working on his uh, Predator-powered Yugo. Awesome. What? Did we talk about this last time you were here? No. There's some be other. There's other people who have done this swap on a Yugo mm-hmm. where you get the Harbor Freight Predator generator engine. Mm-hmm. And Aren't then, those like fifty bucks? Uh, like 80 I would bucks. be surprised if you got got the right coupons and got it on the right day. You could get one of those engines. Yeah, yeah, gravity fed little carburetor, and uh, and making it work with the manual transmission on there, and mm-hmm. trying to make it drive around. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it moves under its own power yet, but the motor is in, the engine is in there. Right. <clears throat> I, I always see Yugos and I go, this would be cool for like an X, like a little four cylinder or something like that. Yeah. Like just some fuel injected four cylinder. Yeah. Like yeah a Honda the, One the, Slammer, like uh, we were talking about, where it's yeah, the little, dizzy, the dizzy. Just I, look at like, like, I look at it like a Honda and I, or not like a, like a Yugo and I'm like, yeah, this is interesting, but I feel like if you had like a more modern four yeah. cylinder fuel injected engine where you can get parts availability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like I know Tavarish had like a Yugo where he put like a Fiat engine in, like a dual cam Fiat engine in. Mm-hmm. And it was a like, cool but I'm like I'd much rather put in like a Honda yeah. or like uh, even like a more modern powertrain. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it would be cool to see like oh jeez, what would be what what would you put in a Yugo? Like if you had if you if someone gave you a Yugo shell or like no powertrain. Mm-hmm. Like, what if, do you think would be like the the coolest powertrain to swap there? Like, that's not too much. Right. For you know what me, I, mean? I would say 
um like either probably volkswagen like 1.8 t okay because those are reliable you can get parts for them you can anyone any like super compatible with an ecu to just throw it in tune on it drive it um or like toyota 2zz because i really like the 2zz as a small four cylinder better than i do with honda stuff Mm -hmm. but that's because i was like born and raised in a religious toyota household Mm -hmm. so like toyota will always take the first place for me over honda in terms of little four cylinder stuff which is funny because honda makes better four cylinders absolutely they totally do and that's the funny thing about it is that my logic doesn't make sense like anytime i see Um, like a cool old toyota and they put like a k series in it i'm like nice nice. good car with a with a good engine so I like Toyota four cylinders, but I like I think Toyota makes a better V six and V eight mm-hmm. and inline six. Yeah, oh, when yeah. I see like a four cylinder, I'm like, yeah, Honda, Honda did it. A yeah, bit. Honda always does it. I have a I have a one little thing I want to touch on with LS swaps mm-hmm. because I hate LS swaps just as much as everybody else because I'm tired of seeing them. I think that there is one and just one time and place for an LS swap, and that's like a square body Chevy. Well, like so like old, okay, so old trucks like um, Puddin's Fab Shop with his um, uh, travel all that's sitting on a GMT 800 frame. It's just like travel all out GMT 800 frame in because it's reliable and it works and has suspension and real brakes that do things. And I'm like, cool, that's great. That's fine. But the other place where I find a good home for an LS is the young grassroots drifter that has ended up with a decent chassis that may not have a motor or maybe the motor blew up and you are looking for something that's dead nuts reliable takes no effort to make just enough power to have fun and if you are out at the track on a weekend and you lose a water pump or you lose a thermostat or whatever goes bad you can drive to any auto parts store within a 20 mile range and buy anything that you would need to get you back on track for the weekend and I, th- I thought of, I thought about that because I had at one point in time, I had an E36 that needed a motor mm-hmm. was sitting in my backyard that I wanted to turn into a drift car. And I thought I could spend all of this money on finding another M50 for it, or maybe an S50 or some other swap to put in it and refresh it and make it reliable. But then I thought to myself, I'm like, well, for that amount of money that I would spend doing that, it would be equally as cost effective for me to put a GM truck motor in it. And know that anywhere I go, anywhere I'm at, if even if I have to drive the car to the track, mm-hmm. I can bop into an auto parts store and I can pick up spark plugs, wires, yeah. a distributor, like anything well, on that car would be on I, the shelf at an auto zone, I guess which I can't that. say even for BMWs like the E36 yeah, no. and stuff like the M50s, the mass produced motor that came in a ton of cars that is widely known. Mm-hmm. you still can't just walk into anywhere and find weird parts for it. Like yeah. they just, so that's like, that's the, that's the time and place I think for that application mm-hmm. of like, this is an motor yeah. and you can buy parts for an motor anywhere at any time. They're easy to work on. They're compact. Like, uh, donut medias. Like they're, they're three fifties. They put LSs in them. Mm-hmm. Good example, I yeah, guess. it's like that's like that's a good time and place, I think, for an LS swap. I think, like, didn't one of, the, one of their VQs blow up? They're like, Yeah, I guess we'll put V8s. And... It's just yeah. in the, it just in the name of reliability and parts availability and like ease to work on. Mm-hmm. If it's just in the name of like seat time, like this thing needs to be yeah. on the road as much as possible, mm-hmm. I don't think 
it's not it's not you know i wouldn't care to put one in just to make big power no. i would just do it just for reliability yeah. ls swaps it's like it's slippery slow like if i see like an old square body or like an old obs truck or something like that they're like well we have this 6.0 and they put yeah. it in it's like cool cool it's like cool you just you just put in uh the same engine just modern yeah reliable yeah. fuel yeah. injected yeah because the 350 didn't make shit for power and yeah yeah like uh, this thing's slow like, as hell it's old love, like, it gets terrible gas mileage yeah, i would love like an old barn door suburban and then mm-hmm. yeah like an eight one well not really an eight, like eight one would be cool but maybe like just like a six oh out of like an escalade yeah and then yeah. even like because i um, the six the six oh is really the way to do it because the eight one as much as i love it for being an eight liter v8 they're like not great they're not the most reliable truck motor that they've put in. Parts are kind of weird and hard to find because they had some weird things about them that were different from the other LSs. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you ever do want to make power one day, your 8.1 will shit every well, rod out of the block with you put boost the, on the it. Really? They're oh, not yeah. strong. And, um, so it's the 6 liter is the one. Do you know, the 6 liter you know, is like God's, uh, yeah. God's LSVAs. Yeah, yes. So he has like this old Chevy truck that he put a uh, Escalade engine in, but then he also swapped over the Escalade Hydro Boost system so he can have huh. a more modern braking system. Okay. So he's got an old truck with Escalade braking system mm-hmm. and powertrain. Yeah. Because he said it was just easier for him because of the way the firewall was, and he's like, he's like, mm, well, I got this Hydro Boost system, just threw it right in. And, so now he's got a hydro boost system in an old truck, which I'm like, wow, that'll definitely help with braking. Because the yeah. whole thing if yeah. with with old vehicles is like the they're we've come pretty far in braking technology. Oh, yeah. yeah, like base model stuff in the sixties didn't even have boosters. Yeah, and I foot. Yeah, I think that I think that's a great that's another yeah, the truck chassis, like GMT eight hundred truck chassis and stuff are fantastic in terms of keeping old trucks alive. Because mm-hmm. that's another like chassis that you can just body swap and you get four wheel disc brakes, you get ABS, you get a modern mm-hmm. drivetrain and everybody and their grandmother has an ECU that will run the engine and a trans controller that will make it shift and like right. put it in, plug it in, turn it on. It runs. Boring juice. Bong juice. <laughs> Bong juice. <laughs> Woo. Been watching for seven years or so. Here's to seven more Happy New Year's fellows. Happy New Year to you. I think we could probably mosey on over. To I'm the restaurant ready if you are. And uh, pick this up when we get back. Absolutely. Excellent. So thank you for watching, guys. Well, we're going to go get something to eat. Uh, we'll be back in a little bit. In the meantime, if you want a live stream to watch, uh, Look up on YouTube, Flappy New Year going on right now. It's a 24-hour live stream for Give Kids the World, sending uh, people, sending uh, uh, families. Actually, well, let's not mince words here. It's for termini- terminally ill children who uh, whose families never had uh, the chance to have. Um, it's Okay, here's the deal. Uh, kids who are in and out of hospitals their entire mm-hmm. life. Right. And uh, never got to have a real childhood. Uh, Give Kids the World is a -a Make-A-Wish style thing where uh, they get to go to Disney World. They get their, the family gets their own sort of like suite. Mm -hmm. Uh, They get their, they get to go to the front of the line of everything. Uh, They get their own sort of uh, representative that takes them around the resorts down there in Orlando. And they get to have a fun week. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and they get to have happy memories that maybe they 
never got a chance to because what do you see there? First gen Lexus GS three hundred. Nice. Marketplace. So it's in for sale in Indianapolis for forty one hundred bucks. Cool. This is so carry on. So yeah. So so anyway, yeah. Uh, for everybody, uh, yeah. Quacks uh, and Metaphilia, shout out to Adler and Blazing. Don't know what they're doing right now, but they will be running a stream until three in the morning. Okay. Because they hit all our four time zones. Nice. Um, for New Year's. Solid. And yeah, and I just I just over. looked it up and saw that Adler ran it. I didn't I had no idea. Yeah, that's that's his that's his uh, really good creation. Uh, coming up with that um he he almost stays up for the entire time so that's being awake for 25 hours which to me is nightmarish right dude last night i went to bed around one in the morning because i have a bad habit of just looking at my phone for an hour in bed <laughs> tell me about it yep and then i texted you i was still in bed at 11 a.m and so like, i went to bed at like five o'clock in the morning yeah i was up all night watching tv drinking yeah. Yeah. I, I woke up at five to go to the bathroom and I climbed upstairs and he's just sitting in the living room just watching TV. I was like, are you going to sleep maybe before we do this or not? Not really. <laughs> okay. So thank you guys. Uh, go, wa- go watch Flappy New Year. Watch the antics that's going on there. Uh, well, we get something to eat. We're going to go say hi to Ethan. And then uh, we'll be back later, and I'm going to get a martini or two in me. Just depends if I have a drink. I know they got Mad Elf on tap right now, and that can fuck me up really quick. Fantastic. But it's a great drink. I'm not going to have mixed drinks in there. I don't know. We'll we'll see. They rotate their taps. We'll find out. Yeah. (laughs) All right. See you guys later. Do you have the piss?